You're listening to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek, a media company dedicated to long-distance backpacking. Get even more at thetrek.co. Correspondence. I am Moron, your host, and we have a delectable hour or so ahead of us that's all about food. Though many of us eat more so out of pleasure, schedule, routine, or the like, a hiker's relationship to food evolves during the course of a thru-hike, and it's an interesting change to take note of. I am lucky in that I have always been a voracious eater and one who has no problem eating the same thing day after day after day. However, this has not been the case with all who I've shared hikes with. Some people experience an interesting loss of appetite despite the caloric output they generate, while others are able to skate by just fine on what I would personally deem too little. Wherever you fall in the dietary spectrum, it's somewhat unlikely that you will have the same relationship with food pre and post trail. My first time on the Appalachian Trail, I couldn't seem to eat enough, no matter what it was. My group became quite fond of tasty cake iced honey buns. This isn't an advertisement as I wouldn't really recommend anyone eating these outside of the context of through hiking, but for those crushing miles, they're actually quite remarkable. With 500 milligrams of sodium, 92 grams of carbs, 7 grams of protein, and 34 grams of fat, they far surpass the offerings of any cliff bar. And, if the macros weren't enough, they actually have over a quarter of your daily requirement for calcium and 20% of that for iron. Sure, that's so much sugar that your heart will beat out of your chest, but if you're walking at a good clip, you'll hardly even notice. These colossal cakes tip the scale at 710 calories apiece, and so they became known on trail as 710s. Feeling faint? Have a 710. Just woke up? A 710 is the perfect coffee mate. Food is important, and it becomes a vital part of your hiking strategy out of necessity, which is obvious on its face. You need to eat. But when your white-hot furnace of a metabolism is glowing for 8, 10, or 12 hours a day, the importance of eating takes on a new form. I wanted to clean up my diet a bit for my 2022 AT through hike, and settled on a regimen composed mostly of nuts. I quickly discovered that such a diet put me into ketosis, burning fat instead of carbs, and that nuts, specifically almonds, my favorite, contain high amounts of magnesium, which, in the form it takes in these tree eggs, as I like to call them, meant frequent and sudden darts into the woods to answer nature's call. I spent a significant amount of time road walking as well from central Maine to Canada, and then from Canada to Pennsylvania, where my access to food and diet improved tremendously. But whether I found myself in the woods or on the road, food was always front of mind. So, let's hear what our correspondents have to report about the role food has played for them on their hikes. Sure to be mouth-watering. And, if you're listening at home, make sure you have a drink handy, as it will be a requirement to take a sip every time someone mentions a ramen bomb. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, this is Radio. Greetings from Moose Mountain Shelter in New Hampshire at mile 1767 on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, we are getting down to, I guess in some ways, the home stretch, but in a lot of ways, there's still a lot of trails still to hike. Um, less than 500 miles to go to Katahdin, which is fantastic, but we have a little patch of trail called the Whites in between uh, here and the finish, plus some really challenging mountains in southern Maine. So I'm really getting excited for my last, I think probably be about a month or so here on trail, knock on wood, if everything goes okay. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about the diet when it comes to 
hiking the AT or doing any sort of through hike and it's a good time to do it because I'm here hanging out uh, after just having a dinner and it's a good time to talk about it. So I guess to kind of start, I think will be kind of a cool way to think about it is to walk through maybe a day in the life and or maybe a resupply when it comes to my diet on trail. Uh, I guess what would be interesting to know from the beginning is before the trail I actually was a vegan and then I decided really like six months before my hike to slowly transition to be going back to omnivore. And um, that decision was, I mean, all food decisions are personal, but if you're curious about it, really just came down to logistics. Like I just kind of wanted to always be able to eat whatever I wanted to eat and not be super concerned about my diet. Um, just was a little bit of something I was anxious about. But in full transparency, I think it's pretty easy to do the AT vegetarian uh, there's definitely some stretches where it's probably relatively easy to do vegan, uh, specifically the mid-Atlantic, I, I would think, just because we're going through towns pretty often by the time you get through Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Um, so, But I think vegetarian is very easy to do on the trail. Well, not easy, but easier. But vegan will be really hard to do. I didn't have to go omnivore. But that being said, I have enjoyed being an omnivore uh, <laughs> just because I think it's helped me get my calories back up. Not sure what's going to happen after the trail. I initially anticipated going back to being vegan. We will see what happens. But just wanted that to add some context before we get started here. Um, but I guess to get to think about from the first thing, um, really my plan from the get-go was to do a lot of backpacker pantry meals, which I re- quickly realized are very expensive. So I got away from those. And what I started to do instead was just um, kind of use the backpacker pantry bag to cook all my food in instead of using my pot this made it easier to one store my pot i didn't have to put hang it as much because it didn't smell like food and two um made for less cleaning so basically what i do now is i get started when it comes to dinner i buy one backpacker pantry meal per carry typically or maybe once every two carries and then we'll make the backpacker pantry meal the first night and then use it to cook my nor sides or ramen or mac and cheese the second night, um, third, fourth, etc. So that's a really low maintenance way to do dinner. Um, and that's probably the easiest meal that I have uh, is just doing dinner, just boiling some water, putting it in the, in the bag with the nor side and waiting 15 minutes and boom, I'm done. And sometimes I'll bomb it by adding a little bit of mashed potato powder and lately I've been really into teriyaki noodles, actually lately meaning the whole trail, <laughs> pretty much since uh, Robbinsville, which was just outside the Smokies. I've been doing north sides for dinner. Um, and I haven't gotten sick of teriyaki noodle or teriyaki rice yet. So um, I don't, I, it's funny. I'm kind of picturing I'm going to be eating that once I'm actually done with the trail because I just love the taste so much. Um, usually I will add a meat packet as well. Uh, you've probably seen these before, but Something that I buy for lunch and dinner are the meat packets you can get at Walmart or um, any sort of grocery store. We've done all the different grocery stores here. It's Ingles, Food Lion, Price Chopper, Big Y. There's a million different grocery stores we've been to. But pretty much all of them will either have tuna packets or meat packets. Um, I tend to do like the chicken or pulled pork packets from Walmart are my favorite. And usually I'll add that into my Norbomb in the morning or sorry, in the evening. And then at lunchtime, I'll usually use those meat packets in a tortilla um, just to kind of make a little baby burrito um, during the during the day. As I've gotten on with the hike, lunch has kind of gotten to be more and more of a drag. I just have so slowly switched to doing more just lots of bars, 
beef jerky slim jims or cheese sticks just because nothing really sounds good in the middle of the day for me right now unless we go to town or we're going through a deli which we've had a lot of here in, in the north um but usually when I'm buying for lunch, I just buy like a lot of snacky stuff like this carry. I bought a bunch of Belvitas because those really fill me up. Um, have a lot of Gatorade protein bars, the Cabot cheese, of course, to support Vermont Slim Jims. Um, that's usually what I'm having for lunch or I'll just do peanut butter tortillas. I'll have a tube of peanut butter and then spray that on a tortilla and that works pretty well. And then for breakfast, uh, at the beginning of the trail, I always had a carnation in the morning and then slowly just kind of got away from that. Um, just because it just got annoying to mix up the carnation instant breakfast and I just didn't really want to do it anymore. So now breakfast is pretty much a Belvita or a bar, sometimes pop tarts, but I got sick of those pretty fast. This time around, I carried out some donuts and I have an apple for tomorrow morning to get some fruit in to fight the scurvy, of course. Um, but pretty much I haven't been too adventurous when it comes to resupply. I, I just like to buy a lot of snacks now just because that seems to be the only thing that's really good. And then usually when I'm in town, I'll try and buy like a healthy meal of some kind, like as healthy as the thruhiker can get, maybe nachos, pizza, etc. cetera. Um, when it comes to some of the things that like we traditionally get asked about, um, my hiker hunger, I would say, has been back and forth. Some days I really have it, um, especially in the mornings, but other days not so much. But I definitely feel like I get full much later. Um, so you can eat like a whole pizza. My favorite story actually is when we were in Great Barrington, my family and I got a round of like an egg breakfast. We all got omelets. And then the waitress came back to take the plates away. We're like, oh, actually, can we get a stack of pancakes each? And we got a second breakfast. So you just like are always eating. <laughs> um, and that was great. That was a fantastic day. So having multiple entrees for dinner becomes a little bit more normal. Um, when it comes to hydration, I just usually use electrolyte packets, like just the Gatorade Zero electrolyte packets you can get in the store or Propel. Usually I'll have one or two of those a day. At the beginning of the trail, I was doing those way too much and I was like feeling really gross. <laughs> um, but now, especially since we're in the summer, I sweat a lot, especially when we're going uphill. So those electrolyte packets have helped a lot. And surprisingly, I found them even in small grocery stores. Um, and did I eat anything that I didn't expect I was going to eat? Um, one thing that I've been surprised by is you're just willing to eat pretty much anything, even if you find it in a precarious circumstance. So if it's been on the ground for a little while, you'll eat it. Um, if it doesn't look like it's fully cooked from some trail magic, you'll eat it. Your standards for what you'll eat go dramatically lower just because you're all about trying to fuel the tank as much as you can. Um, so that's pretty much it when it comes to my diet. Uh, I think I could probably have done a better job being healthy, but right now I just need calories as much as I can. And uh, we'll look forward to doing some triage on my diet once I finish my hike. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we will see you down the trail. Radio out. From Trout Lake, Washington, this is second footing in here, reporting in from the final state on the PCT, which is absolutely mad to believe that I've made it all the way to Washington. We crossed the border um, actually about six days ago now, um, but took a couple of days off to go to Seattle, um, and then we finally crossed over the Bridge of the Gods. 
a few days after that and now we're on our way properly to Canada. Um, so today our topic is one that I've been looking forward to for a long time because it is the topic that is most important to me both off and on trail and that is food. <laughs> I am very very passionate about food, it's the industry that I work in and I knew it was going to be a struggle for me when I went on trail. My biggest struggle by far on trail has been food. I, I'm, very, I'm very lucky. Off trail I eat very well. I was working in a fine dining restaurant where I was fed every day by incredibly talented chefs and with incredible produce and I was provided all this good food. Um, so the switch over to trail food was a huge shock to my system and mostly my stomach. Um, I just could not stomach any of the trail foods I had zero appetite for those first few weeks probably like the first 500 miles um I lost so much weight and it was becoming unsustainable all my clothes were just falling off of me and it was not through lack of trying I tried so many different uh brands of stuff and it was it was it was the lunches I was struggling with it was dinners I could do I can do instant noodles I can do mashed potatoes um but I wasn't being very inventive and I was definitely struggling because of that. Um, so I was hiking with a lovely couple at the time. And um, one of them was inc- an incredibly good eater. And we came up with this matcha, which was WWSE, what would Sophie eat? And <laughs> she would say it to me. And I would have to say it to myself just to think, okay, I'm not eating enough. I need to compare myself to this woman because she is eating enough. She would eat like 900 calories by 9am every day. Um, I never quite managed that, but the sentiment was there and it just gave me the little push I needed to actually start eating properly. Um, and then the Haikahanga did start about 500 miles in. Nearing the end of the desert, I finally started to be hungry. And I think I actually also just discovered the foods that worked better for me. Um, now, obviously, it's insatiable, <laughs> but it just took a, it was a learning curve, shall we say. It took me a little while to get used to that. Um, my typical food day on trail for brekkie i normally am going for a granola bar some like string cheese probably some sweets you might notice the theme here um, for lunch i started off with crackers i used to not be able to eat tortillas after a stint of altitude sickness last summer on the jmt in which i tried to force feed myself a dry tortilla in the rain in a flash flood with muddy hands and after that i could just never never eat one again um however i have come around to tortillas in the recent few weeks so that's that's good but so crackers or tortilla some sort of carb with some cheese some salami or pepperoni maybe some tuna again that one is one i go off and on but at the moment i'm liking it and then normally some sort of savory snacks and crisps and then again something sweet and then dinner my absolute favorite time of the day and my favorite meal of the day um i've recently discovered macaroni and cheese which has been great i've had a big peanut butter ramen phase i love plain mashed potatoes or my absolute noisy car my absolute favorite dinner on trail is a recent discovery of the giant pearl couscous with like a pesto dressing and then adding some parmesan cheese on there it's incredible and then most importantly i always have at least two puddings uh i've of course i like to have a proper dessert first maybe like a cookie or a bit of like packaged cake 
and then Nacho and I, one of the lovely humans that I've been hiking with for the past like three months, we like to have our second pudding together. This is where I got my trout name. Um, so second pudding is normally some more sweets, some candy, a Snickers bar, just something to like tide you over at those late night sweet treat cravings. <laughs> my granny has actually just sent me a box of British foods for my birthday, which includes an awful lot of British dairy milk, which is very different to American dairy milk and the Cadbury purple packet chocolate. So I'm very excited to get cracking and eating all of those. Um, in terms of hydration on trail, this is something that is still a struggle for me. After the altitude sickness last year, I um, have not been able to stomach the electrolyte drink powders at all. Even a Gatorade is a struggle for me. Um, it just, it's just an association with being so sick for so long last summer. Um, and trying to drink them, and I just can't. So I do not recommend this to anyone, but I have not drunk a single electrolyte drink on this trail. Um, I, I don't, yeah, like I say, definitely not the right thing to do, um, and I really, really highly advise against doing this, but for myself, I can't do one without throwing up. So it's just not, not gonna work for me. Um, in terms of resupply and food, I haven't sent a single box yet. We have one that is going to be sent to Stahican. Um, but apart from that, me and my little trail gang have just been rolling with it. None of us are like hugely picky eaters. I say that having just described how picky I am, but none of us have any like dietary requirements or anything. So we're able to be kind of flexible with what we're packing out. And I haven't needed to send, send a single box to anywhere along trail so far, which has been really useful, especially as coming from abroad and being an international person I couldn't send a box before I got to the states like cost wise and logistically it's just be a foolish thing to do so I haven't done that and it's not been a problem at all so far we've you know we've had some interesting resupplies but it's been it's been doable and then if it's been a bad resupply we have just made up for that with some of the incredible town food that we've had along the way I think Cascade Locks has possibly been some of my favourite food so far. Um, maybe that's a recency bias, but Cascade Locks has some great food, as did Idlewild. The only thing that I haven't found yet in the States that I really, really miss from home food-wise is a really good Indian curry. That has been my one craving. It's been four months now <laughs> since I've had a really good curry, and I either need to find one in Washington or... I need to go home and just gorge myself. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do, first night home. Um, but yeah, so food, overall, doing good now. Wasn't doing good at the start, but I do think I've learned a lot of lessons. And I am going to go and eat, right now, an entire box of Weetabix. All the Brits out there will know what Weetabix is. Apparently you Americans don't have it here. Because again, it's been a huge thing I've been craving. It's a breakfast cereal. Um, and I have just received in the post all the way from the south of England, a whole box of it. So I'm going to go eat that and then we're going to hike out into Goat Rocks, which is so incredibly exciting. Anyway, I'll speak to you soon. Hey, howdy. This is TC aka Appalachian Adventurista. I'm out here 
uh, in North Woodstock, New Hampshire. I'm actually currently on a blue blaze getting back to trail solidly in the White Mountains. Um, and yeah, I think it's a great time to be talking about diet on the AT because of all times of the trail, <laughs> uh, the White Mountains really, uh, really make your hiker hunger peak. That's for sure. Just considering the amount of um, energy I'm expending during the day, I need that many more calories. Um, yeah, I guess to start with, just the whole idea of food on the AT um, kind of changes context. I know a lot of people think about it in this way already, but for me it was a change. I had to switch from thinking about meals as being something that I'm, you know, curating and enjoying, and not to say that I don't enjoy eating out here, but it's more so just fuel for my body. While we're out here hiking, I need so much more uh, intake than I usually do in normal life, and I have to actually put conscious effort into picking foods that have more calories uh, over nutrition and things like that. So I really had to shift my whole idea of what I'm fueling my body with and how. Um, hiker hunger has definitely been a thing. <laughs> uh, I think I first started noticing it in the Smokies and it just was kind of a slow burn. It just like continually grew slowly but surely and we are getting to the point of just being ravenous all the time now that I'm up here in bigger mountains again. Um, the way that it hits for me though, as I've noticed, is just not necessarily being hungry all the time, but I just can't, I, I can't satiate my hunger. Uh, I can eat and eat and I will hit a point at which I just physically can't fit any more into my body before I actually feel mentally full, which is telling me that I'm still not necessarily getting the calories that I need to be eating, but I'm full physically, <laughs> which is kind of a hard line to run into. And I do recognize too that that feeling of hiker hunger is lessened if I am hydrated. So kind of goes without saying, but hydration is absolutely key out here. Uh, in terms of the types of food that we've been eating, I made a bunch of backpacking meals for myself back home, and those have been going wonderfully. Um, I think I picked things that were uh, food items that I would want to be eating out here, and I put a lot of effort into diversifying the kinds of foods that I knew I would be eating already, and I put a bunch of vegetables and things like that into those meals. So the resupply boxes that I have sent myself have been absolutely wonderful. Now that said, I do have chicken packets, whey protein powder, and these little pouches of nutrition as I call them that I have been sending to myself in my resupply boxes. They're little baggies of chia seeds, hemp seeds, and gamazio that just add a little bit of nutrition and extra oomph to my meals essentially. Um, and besides those, most of my dinners consist of instant potatoes and nor rice sides. I'm not, I actually haven't bought a single real backpacking meal <laughs> out here on trail, which is kind of silly to say. Um, but what I do to make those different is I carry a couple things in my uh, bear can all the time and I add them to each meal to add flavor. So I've got things like tomato paste, 
I currently have um, a smattering of condiments. Uh, I've got Italian herb paste, olive oil, and hot sauce. And I just have those things constantly. And I use those to mix and match and um, make it so that if I am truly eating the same thing two nights in a row, which I try not to do, they at least taste a little different and I can trick my brain into thinking it's a new and unique meal. Um, aside from that, it's just an incredible amount of junk, truly, that we eat out here. Um, hate to say it, but, you know, the Snickers and the candy bars and the crap foods have so many more calories in them than the good stuff normally, um, especially if you're hiking on any sort of a budget. Um, that's just kind of what it ends up being. Um, and I do think of it as, you know, this is a very finite part of my life. So um, I'm okay making that sacrifice of nutrition just to be able to fuel my body adequately to be able to tackle these mountains. But it is a challenge and I do very much feel a difference in myself um, not having as healthy of foods as I am used to in my normal life. Um, and that leads me to actually prioritizing things like salads and vegetables and, and such when I'm in town. And I'm, I'm glad that I still have that drive because, uh, it makes a big difference and I can tell when my body is properly, um, fed <laughs> with good foods as opposed to just candy bars and the like. So it'll be interesting to see how things change. And I do kind of think about the foods that I'm eating out here and the habits that I'm currently forming and probably to some level, the addictions that I am creating before I, you know, ultimately go home. And I'm already putting some conscious thought into what that transition back to regular foods will look like. All right, um, here's to hoping that my little snack pouch is gonna <laughs> fuel me up this mountain in the whites. Talk to you later. Hey y'all, Witch Doctor here, uh, reporting from the trail. We're doing some walking and talking today. Today we're talking about diet. What are we eating out on the trail? So the name of the game uh, out here is really just to get enough calories um, to replace what you're spending every day walking. So um, most of the food things that we eat, you're looking to just uh, get as many calories as you can. And oftentimes it's not enough. You're probably burning depending on how many miles you're doing, anywhere from five, 6,000 calories a day. So you gotta replace that somehow. Um, so to get into it, uh, let's walk you through a day of like what I typically eat. Uh, in the morning I'll get up and I'll have a uh, Pop-Tart or the uh, icing glazed honey buns are like 720 calories. So that's an excellent way to replace some of what you're gonna lose during the day. Um, I will also do uh, like a high protein, oatmeal, protmeal is what we've been calling it. Uh, mix that with some water, protein powder, or weight gainer, or uh, uh, carnation instant breakfast. However, the packaging on the carnation instant breakfasts is a lie. Uh, <laughs> they'll tell you on the regular one that it's like 13 grams of protein. On the high protein ones, it's 18 grams of protein. They are assuming that you're mixing that with milk. 
nobody carries milk out here. So you're gonna take eight grams off both of those numbers. So the high protein one only has 10 grams. So uh, you're kind of almost better off carrying protein powder to mix out here. Um, so I'll mix that all together. Um, a little of a protein fibery shake drink in the morning. Uh, throughout the day while I'm hiking, I'll generally have one protein bar and one candy bar before lunch. At lunch, I basically raid my snack bag. Snack bag consists of trail mix, uh, sour gummy worms, any sort of gummy treat, peach rings, um, beef jerky, and whatever else I feel like I find at the you know gas stations or resupplies that uh, tickles my fancy that day. Um, in the afternoon, I generally have another protein bar and another candy bar. And then for dinner, um, dinner kind of varies. Uh, I don't have a stove, um, so if I need anything with hot water, I can yogi that. So it really just has been the ramen noodles, um, ramen, and uh, add a tuna packet or two just to get some more protein in there. Um, you can see kind of one of the main focuses on my diet is getting enough protein. Um, out in the real world, uh, back home, I'm aiming for uh, kind of one gram per pound of, of uh, body weight. Uh, so I, I weigh normally 180 pounds. So I try and shoot for there. If I get in the 150 range, I'm happy with it. Out here, it's, it's hard to get enough protein. So really my minimum is 100. If I do 100 per day, uh, I, I'm happy with that at the end of the day. Obviously more is better. One other thing I'm trying to focus on is uh, making sure I'm getting enough fiber out here, which is kind of hard to come by. Uh, recent new change I've been doing is getting uh, chia seeds, mixing those with some water and some, some Mio just for flavor in the morning. Uh, that's a good way to boost your fiber intake. Uh, also, when you're in town, if you can get any sort of fruits, vegetables, etc. Uh, or if you're gonna pack some of that out, try and eat it on the first day because they tend to be heavier. I'll get like an apple and eat it then my next day out on the trail. Or if you can get something that is dehydrated like uh, dried mangoes or kiwis or what have you, because they'll get the fiber and calorie content with uh, without all the weight of the water that's in that fruit. As far as hydration goes, you're kind of always uh, on the lookout for water on the trail as I'm actively crossing over a stream. Um, but, uh, that is another way, um, to increase your calories that you wouldn't typically think of. It's just, oh, it's just water, but it's also a great way to increase your calorie content. Uh, unfortunately the single serving water drink mix packets, uh, generally are zero calorie, uh, which is not useful out here. So I've been getting the one pound jugs of either like country time lemonade mix or Kool-Aid mix and that will have all the calories for you and it's kind of getting enough calories as far as like having a soda every time you fill up or drink your water. Um, speaking of soda, uh, generally not a big soda drinker at home. Uh, I was joking around saying I probably had more sodas in my first month on the trail than I've had in the last 10 years, but uh, it's one of the easier ways to replace just some calories. Um, so every time you get into town, look for a place with a fountain drink and uh, just, just crush as many as you can before you leave. Um, it's also important to be replacing sodium. So I have a little container here that 
I will kind of raid salt shakers from restaurants for some salt and I'll keep it full and I'll just pour a little bit into uh, my water as I drink throughout the day, um, just to stay hydrated from a sodium standpoint. I suppose I'll end with uh, everyone's favorite part on the trail uh, is going into town, getting town food. Um, definitely the best way to get uh, the most amount of calories. Uh, it's kind of hard to eat as much as you want from a hiker hunger standpoint. You'll feel really hungry, but you're kind of snacking on smaller things throughout the day. So the theory, it's probably wrong that uh, your stomach probably shrinks a little bit while you're out on the trail and you get into town and you just have this huge appetite, but you're immediately full because your stomach's uh, so small. So um, definitely getting higher calorie stuff uh, when you're in town. Town meals uh, are always better than, you know, going through what you've been eating in your pack like the last uh, every single day since you've been on trail. So stuff gets old pretty quick. Um, so town days are definitely a treat. Um, also, I like to take advantage, like today we stopped in town in Unionville, New York, and uh, they have an awesome little general store that does sandwiches. So we left our hostel this morning, uh, packed out a pastrami sandwich, that'll be for lunch, um, packed out a Mountain Dew. So anytime you can justify carrying the additional weight of food that's gonna get you further down the trail, it's worth it in my opinion. But uh, that's it for me. This is Witch Doctor, over and out. Here's Elke again. Today I want to tell you something about the food what I take on my way. Um, it's not easy because um, I think the food which I really need I can't take with me and so I um, have to try to take something with me what um, is can give me nearly the power I need. So um, in the morning I have my oats with sugar and apples and cinnamon and this I, I mix it up with milk powder and boiled water and then I drink a hot chocolate mixed with chocolate powder and milk powder and milk. That's my breakfast. Sometimes, sometimes I um, buy um, also um, bagels with um, rices and cinnamon in town and then I put some um, fresh cheese on it but only sometimes because it's very heavy when you um, try to carry it. So um, that's the breakfast and um, during the day I uh, have a tray mix with a lot of nuts inside and raisins and cranberries and sometimes I put some banana chips or apple chips inside. So um, whatever I can can buy in town, I put it in in the bag and then mix it up so that I can have it um, for my lunch during the day. So and then um, uh, in the afternoon um, or in the evening, um, I um, eat package of um, ramen or um, noodles or rice what I um, boil with water and then I have uh, dry um, 
soup with um, it's called cheese and broccoli and that's this I put also in my noodles and then it thickened a little bit and it tastes much better and it gives me the feeling that's, um, that it's good for me. There's also sometimes something um, I buy also wraps and peanut butter. I don't know how how many glasses of peanut butter I have eaten since I've, I am on train. So that's the things um, I eat during, yeah, while I'm on the trail. And when I go into town, um, I try to get um, fresh milk and fresh fruits and or yogurt, something what gives me the protein which I need. And Yes, and, and and I drink uh, during the day a lot of water, and I buy um, also little um, dry packages of um, and how it is called Hawaii punch and iced tea. Um, I know my body don't need it, but I need it for the taste um, because um, all the all the time when I am walking, I'm thinking of food and of of drink sweet things. I don't know, but I love sweet things. Um, I have never thought that um, I would drink it. I am always, I always think about um, soda. At home, I I never drink that because I don't need it. I don't want it. I drink water, I drink tea, but here I could drink it every time. It's amazing. And Yes, but um, I lost a lot of weight. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm walking all the day and it's exhausting and I need a lot of power. But um, I think I should eat much more. But you can't eat so much because you have to carry it. So, um, and, and I don't have to care. I don't carry only my food, I also have to um, carry the food for Tilly and she um, eats dry food mixed with red food and then she um, also gets a lot of treats during the day and um, in the afternoon and in the morning. Um, I think she um, I have to keep her fit and healthy. So, and then it's heavy, so my bag is heavy. And um, yeah, that's what I eat during the day and what my dog eats during the day. And in town, um, I try to get healthy things to keep me fit and that I have the energy to um, <laughs> come through the drain tail. This is Mary and this is assignment nine, my diet. I don't think I've ever actually had hiker hunger. Most of the time I've always had to force myself to eat whatever I've brought and it doesn't matter what I bring. It's, it's still something I struggle to eat. 
I've done better this time with dinners with like mountain house meals and stuff like that. But it's still like breakfast and bars that I'm not very good at. And then also too trying to keep up with the schedule of eating. So in the mornings I just can't eat. So I try to hike a couple of miles and then eat. But that's still been not working out for me. But I'm definitely struggling with trying to figure out what does work for me. Since there's a gap with my hiking schedule, I've probably two weeks, a little more than two weeks into hiking Washington. And so I'm really not at a place to say what is and isn't working for me since I'm just still kind of starting out again. As far as water, I've been definitely drinking more water in Washington than I was in California. It's so hot here and it's a little bit more humid and there's no breeze and it's definitely more covered here because of the trees. And also the sun feels more intense here than it did in California. So I definitely have to make sure I do some sort of electrolytes just to help keep myself hydrated since I'm sweating a lot more. I can definitely feel a difference if I don't keep on schedule with my electrolytes. I won't perform as well. And I feel like I get more exhausted and, and I guess I feel more lethargic. As far as resupply boxes, I've sent myself a few, but I sent them to towns I really didn't need to resupply at. It was just because I wanted to send myself mountain house meals. I haven't really done part of the trail where there really wasn't a good resupply option. And the things that I didn't expect to eat were like hot pockets. I would take out frozen hot pockets and eat them the next day. Um, ramen. I've actually never really liked ramen and I found myself eating it and actually liking it this time around. But that's really been about it. I'm sorry I don't have more input on this subject. I wish I did have my food situation figured out because it's definitely been impacting my performance and I've already lost weight again after putting it on. Um, but yeah, I feel tired and I'm taking a couple of days in Packwood because I've just been pushing myself and definitely not eating enough. guys it's minstrel and we are going to talk about something i love sorry i'm recording this on the side of the road waiting for a ride back to trail so if you hear traffic that's why but we're gonna talk about food baby we're gonna talk about calories if you know that melody you're probably old like me so hiker hunger has been really interesting uh i when i roll into town I am absolutely famished. I am ravenous. I just want to eat anything and everything. And then the next day, it really tapers off sharply. There's, you know, I'm still still hungrier than I usually am the next day. And I'll go for like a massive breakfast. But after that, I tend to tend to not eat quite as much as I was expecting on my zero days which I kind of like. It's nice to not have to just consume, 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 consume. Uh, hydration uh, in my diet has a little bit of a factor. I tend to go for things that are a little soupier. I love, like I'll make, I'll make a hiker trash pad thai, which I'll talk about more in a little bit. 
or, you know, a norpasticide. I like things that have water or liquid or something like that, especially like if I'm making my version of like a dirt bag pasta marinara. Just having that extra liquid, that extra warmth, that extra, yeah, hydration really does help me feel like better physically, but it also helps me feel more sated when I'm going, when I'm going to uh, bed or when I'm just getting ready. I just feel, I feel fuller, but not like icky full, more like, huh, this is nice. The... I haven't really done too many resupply boxes. I tend to just more stock up what I call my my dirtbag pantry <laughs> uh, in town. Uh, this will be things like, you know, your staples, your nors or something like that. I'm not really big into couscous, um, again, because it tends to be a little more on the dry side. But I do love to just get like a bunch of different summer sausages. If I can avoid pork, uh, I do. Uh, most of the time I can. Summer sausages, chicken packets. I am so burnt out on tuna, you guys. I'm just tuna it out. Uh, and then I'll get like maybe just some regular dry pasta or that's usually, usually one of the things I go for, ramen. Uh, I haven't, I think I've had one pack of Idahoan potatoes <laughs> out here. Um, and then tomato paste and some seasonings and with that, I'm really able to kind of just build up different meals that, that really work well for me and that I don't really get tired of. The thing that I started eating that I really didn't expect to is the Hiker Trash Pad Thai. You know, it's ramen. You throw in a protein and then some peanut butter. I like to throw in a good amount of hot sauce. When I first heard about it, I was like, peanut butter and ramen? Are you bananas? But I tried it and holy smokes it it hits all the notes all the levels and it's so cheap it is it is bonkers cheap um so i probably eat that two or three times a week because it's easy to to modify it with different proteins different slightly different flavors different ramens like if you get like the bougie super spicy ramen that's a completely different <laughs> experience than than your standard, you know, Maruchin ramen, whatever. Um, but yeah, and I've also been enjoying finding little, like if I find an edible mushroom or an edible berry, I love eating those on trail too, but that's not really a substantial part of the diet. It just, it's like a little dessert. Oh, speaking of dessert, the final thing that I really love having in my food bag, I call it my infinite cookie bag. So anytime I'm in town, I just grab a thing of cookies. It might be Chips Ahoy, it might be Oreos, it might be, if I'm lucky enough to have a Trader Joe's, I'll get one of their big old tubs of cookies and I just dump it in this, this gallon Ziploc bag and yeah, always have a cookie. Oh man, that is possibly one of the best things to have uh, just halfway through the day or even even uh, at night. So yeah, that's, that's me and food, you guys. Um, Thanks so much. Hello all, 
the Geeky Panther checking in from about 30 miles north of Cracker Barrel in Washington along the PCT. Today, here to talk about food, which is always a very central part of every day on the PCT, as without food, you can't really hike far and make your miles and feel good out here. I've definitely noticed in Washington my need for calories is a lot higher than it was in the desert. I think it's just, I think some northern Washington has a lot of elevation gain and loss. It's rough terrain, beautiful, absolutely loving it. But definitely rough terrain with a lot of gain and loss, just ending up needing a lot of calories. Every time I leave town, other hikers tell me I am carrying too much food, which I honestly probably agree with them, and then I end up at the next town with maybe two snacks. I'm definitely going to be walking into Cracker Barrel with almost nothing, maybe nothing. Don't have a whole lot extra out here right now, even though it felt like it when I left Snoqualmie. I think that was the last town. Worst Dicomish. I miss mix those two up. It goes call me. Um, so food. There's days I am just insatiably hungry out here. I could eat anything and everything put in front of me. But I really do try to keep my calorie intake very high to avoid ending up in that like full-on hiker hunger mode. So I think that's our body's kind of entering starvation mode and I don't think it's healthy to be riding that roller coaster of starving and then in towns eating a ton and then being out on trail and not eating enough and starving. I really try to pull enough calories with me that I'm e eating heavily on trail and keeping myself out of that hiker hunger or starvation. Really try to make sure I'm getting enough fat and protein. It's quite easy to get a lot of sugar, which I do. Um, we also need that, but fat just has a lot of calories and is very important in the protein for just rebuilding our bodies that we keep kind of using all day, every day. Um, and when I really feed into my body when it's asking for a lot, I find I do a lot better mentally. I don't like hiking hungry. It's too distracting and I just don't make the mileage because y'all like to think about is food. Um, so I guess I'm just going to keep on carrying these super heavy bags out of town and going into the next town pretty empty. Um, resupplying has been a mix of boxes. I had some food left over from the last couple of years of just kind of building up random hiker food here and there. That's what I sent to a couple places in Washington and started out the desert and um, northern Washington with. Um, and then I also do enjoy resupplying in towns too. I do tend to kind of do the easy hiker thing, you know, some carnation with needle for breakfast and shags for dinner, doctored up with whatever increases the fat and calories in them. And then just lots of snacks throughout the day. Not a big bar person. I'll grab like a couple per a resupply, but I don't try to force too many in to me. I just find I just won't eat if the food's just not interesting. 
Um, so far, I've been pretty happy with everything I'm eating. I'm going into towns and eating a reasonable amount, trying to stock up on those vegetables. Well, I do tend to take a salad first day out of town. I do really like taking a couple apples out of each town. Some carrots, maybe some other fruits or veggies I'm craving at the time, and I think will stand up in my pack for a couple days. I just think it's important to have that crunch and that freshness out here. And a bagged salad can have an amazing amount of calories in it and make a first night dinner amazing. Um, hydration, been pretty good. Um, I hiked the Arizona Trail in 2021. And I find I'm definitely a lot more tolerant than a lot of hikers out here of um, iffy water sources. You know, just being slow or a little off trail. I'm also just not as bothered by water carries. Um, I think it's just been a really wet year. So a lot of hikers that haven't hiked dry desert years are just still getting into the rhythm of sometimes you just carry water for a while and it's not a big deal. Um, I do use noon tablets usually about once a day twice in some really hot days. I haven't really had any issues with hydration. Pretty good at calculating my water usage and getting to the next supply with just a bit enough. Um, and for the main part, my diet's been pretty consistent with what I've been eating for a while. Um, not really anything new. I'm eating a lot of on trail that I can think of. Just to get, I like to start the morning with some gummy bears or something. I just kind of like that one by one as you're kind of doing your first couple warm-up miles. Maybe some candies. I do have a love for good and plenty, which is probably not a normal thing on trail. I think a lot of people really don't like them, but I don't know. They just make me so happy in the morning. Oh, I kind of grew up eating a lot of black licorice, so... I do enjoy some good implantation to just kind of munch one by one as you wander down the trail. Um, yeah, so that's food. PCT is still going. Washington's been absolutely beautiful. Feeling the need to take a day off. Might go all the way down to Trout Lake before doing that. Don't know. Hip's still hurting. Still not sure how that's going, but you know, I guess I'm still walking out here. Uh, this panther checking out from Washington along the PCT. Hello, hello, this is Summer, and I am currently recording on the trail. I just passed mile 700 Sobo. Um, so that's about mile 1400 total. So I'm over halfway done. Um, and today we are talking about the through hiker diet and what that entails. So I'm going to answer some questions and give a little of my insight on the topic. Um, first question is, what has my experience been with hiker hunger? It's been interesting for sure. Um, I am someone who I have been pretty physically active most of my life and I've just always had an appetite. Um, so I, from the beginning, have been pretty good about like 
snacking consistently and eating a good amount of food. Um, I think some people come into it and just don't really know what their body needs when they're being so active. So they just kind of undereated or underate, sorry, from the beginning. And then the hiker hunger like really hit them super hard. I don't think it did for me because I just was eating enough from the beginning. Um, but I will say there have been a few points where it has definitely hit me really hard. Um, the first one was after San Jacinto. Um, it was just a pretty stressful and like physically and mentally um, exhausting couple of days. And so once I was like done with that and we were a couple days out from that, I just got so hungry. <laughs> I was eating everything in my food bag. Um, and it was, yeah, it was kind of weird. And so that's happened a couple times. Um, and I definitely notice on days that we have like big climbs or stuff like that, that not necessarily that day or even necessarily the next day, but within a couple days after, I'll be very hungry. Um, so yeah, um, I don't think I have like particular hiker hunger where it's like a bottomless pit. Like once I go to town and eat some, you know, good big meals and all the pastries and everything, um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty satisfied. I think that's kind of a difference maybe between, um, girls and guys out here. Like it's interesting. We've talked about it. Um, me and some people that like guys out here lose so much weight <laughs> so fast and just seem to like always be hungry and I just don't think that we do quite as much I think our bodies are just a little more like well adapted to surviving hardship and famine and all those kind of things I don't know um so it's kind of interesting um overall I'm sure it's probably good you know that I'm not starving and like losing a bunch of weight um for just like long-term health things but yeah okay anyway that was hiker hunger um a bit of a rant and then the second question is how does hydration factor into my um diet i am not definitely not like the person to take advice from uh, about hydration i drink water enough to keep me alive <laughs> and normally we'll add some kind of like little Powerade um electrolyte packet you know at least once or twice a day mostly just so it tastes good at this point but also because you know that's good for you I guess um yeah I'm not super um extreme about hydration or anything I don't do anything too particular um okay and then how have town resupplies um and boxes been for me I haven't done that many boxes um I prefer to just resupply as I go I like the flexibility um and also it's just like it's hard to predict what mileage you're going to be doing and everything how much food exactly you're going to need in that box like months before you get there and so I prefer to just kind of do it as I go if I can. I've sent a couple boxes to the really remote places where, like, it's just impossible to do a whole resupply. But other than that, um, I'm a big fan of the town resupply. And sure, you know, it's it's overpriced. Like, the places are definitely more expensive. Um, but to me, 
I probably still save money because, you know, the box costs like 17 to $20 to ship. And then, you know, you're still buying all the food and it's still overpriced even in regular life, you know. And then if you end up not needing all of it, then you're going to throw some of it away or hiker box it. So you're wasting that money. So I just feel like with towner supplies, you can be a bit more precise. And also, since most people do send them box it themselves boxes, like, check the hiker box, because I've, like, I've hiked with several people who send themselves a lot of boxes, and I just will be like, hey, anything you don't want, like, genuinely are gonna get rid of, just, like, give it to me, you know, like, if you want, you know, like, I will be your personal hiker box, and I've been able to do several resupplies just from that, basically, so, yeah, I, you know, teach their own, but if you're not too particular on your diet, um, I'm vegetarian, and I've still even been able to do it very easily. So, not too particular. I just do it as you go. Um, okay, and then last question: Have I ended up eating anything I didn't expect to? No, I really haven't. Um, I kind of expected to eat how I have been. Um, I, in off trail life, I definitely eat um, like lots of vegetables and fruit and like pretty quote-unquote healthfully I mean what does healthy even mean you know that's so different for everyone but you know just like lots of fresh things whole foods whatever not a lot of candy or anything um but I mean obviously on trail I have like I fucking love peanut M&Ms right now they're my favorite so like it's just different and it was definitely a kind of an adjustment in the in the desert. Like the first time I bought I had just candy and chips. It was like, whoa, this is weird. Like <laughs> I just never buy that stuff. So it's been kind of weird, but you know, I think just like acknowledging that like this is healthy for me. You know, like my body needs the energy and like that's fine. There's nothing wrong with eating candy. I am not any morally better or worse (laughs) like it's food food is fine food is fuel food is food is joy you know like so just kind of remembering that has been helpful but yeah alrighty that was just a a bit about the diet portion of my hike I'm just gonna keep uh keep on walking but until next time this is summer signing out folks this is david ferrari trail name good soup and would you believe that i'm signing in from the appalachian trail well you better because i am i am flapping my gums into my phone microphone around northbound mile 1765 which if you know your mileage you know that means that i'm in new hampshire and rolling along had a zero in hanover yesterday to do a bunch of town chores someone in my family needed new shoes that kind of thing so took the day rested up ate a lot of good food which is a great transition to the topic you already know it we talk about eating so i got two main 
schools of thought, or at least two main ideas, I should say, I want to talk about. One is how my Crohn's affects what I eat out here, and the second is my journey with how I fuel my body in terms of the quantity of food and water. So, let's touch on Crohn's first. If you don't have anyone with Crohn's in your life, um, uh, just know that Crohn's kind of affects everyone a little bit differently um, in terms of like specific things that might set off um, bad symptoms. But for me, before I had corrective surgery, um, I basically could not eat fruits, vegetables, uh, grain that wasn't white grain, and anything with nuts or seeds in it. Couldn't do it. It'd make me uncomfortable. It'd make me feel a lot of pain and frequently would just like eating the wrong food. Like, oh shoot, did that have onions in it? I'd be on my back for a day or two, just not really being able to do anything because of all the, the pain of my body not being able to correctly process food. So coming out on trail, it's a bit of an interesting thing where because my surgery was a success, I know that I can eat basically anything um, because I've been slowly incorporating foods back into my diet and I've yet to encounter anything that gave me Crohn's-like symptoms. But how that affects me on trail is um, I'm still, the big thing is I'm still getting over the mental hangups of eating specific foods that used to make me very, very sick. And now that I'm able to eat them, knowing like, well, vegetables are a good source of, you know, vitamins and nutrition, and I need that to fuel my body. But it's the mental hang-up of like having to go from avoiding it vehemently so that I don't get sick to like this now makes you feel better is a hard thing for my, my brain to process. So thankfully I've been able to get over that hurdle a bit, but it's still always a hurdle to consciously eat fruits and vegetables and just know that I won't get sick, even though the back of my mind, my anxiety is trying to warn me to avoid it. Now in terms of just more general, you know, food discussion stuff that I'd say most through hikers uh, can relate to or new through hikers would want to know about. Um, for the most part, what I researched about how to feed yourself was true or has been my experience. So like in the beginning, even though you're exercising a lot, your body doesn't really crave food that much. Uh, for me, it was took about a month until the, you know, classic hiker hunger set in where I could just like eat a chair at any moment just to put something in my gut. And so basically what happened at that point is, um, thankfully I had my trail legs by then. So I would kind of only grab two or three days worth of food because a day's worth of food dramatically increased from when I started out, where it's like, based on how relatively little I was eating the first few weeks, I could fit five or six days worth of food into my bear can. But now that I'm eating so many calories a day, 
I can fit two or three days worth of food because I only, I, I, um, I try and only take two or three days to get to the next resupply, um, so that I can get more food. And it was around New York where I felt like, man, I'm not getting enough food, but like I'm bringing it with me and I'm eating food when I'm hungry. Why isn't it working? And that's when I realized that waiting till I was hungry was a mistake and that basically my rule of thumb needs to be if my stomach is empty enough that it can handle eating food, I have to put food into it. I don't wait till I'm hungry. If I can eat food, I will eat food because I know I'm going to burn it. So like when I'm done with this podcast, I can tell that I could... The Pop-Tart I ate 30 minutes ago has settled and I could eat more food. I'm going to put a bunch of more food back into me when this is done because it's just... It's just fuel. Cows are cows. Calories are calories. I just... A bottomless void. But the big difference is now I'm conscious of the fact that, like, I have to actively feed myself. I can't just wait for my body. Because my body doesn't know that I'm going to keep hiking like this for another month. At least that's what it seems like. So I'm just actively throwing coal in the fire so that I don't have to run low. Because... Hiker fog, due to lack of eating, is one, not fun to be in, and two, uh, can get dangerous if you're on treacherous areas, and you're not thinking about where you're stepping, and I'm a day or two from entering the whites, so I'm not messing around with that. Uh, hydrating is basically the same thing. Um, I used to play the game of, let's just hop from water supply to water supply and not carry anything because there's enough water. And then once I hit the drought of Pennsylvania, I realized like, okay, I'm fully capable of carrying at least a Gatorade bottle. Uh, I forget how many. It's, it's like the equivalent of like 800 milliliters. A Gatorade bottle that size of water at all times. It's not going to put too much weight on my back. So I always have water on me now. And whenever I get to a water source that isn't muck like this, that would kill my filter, I drink, or at least I try to drink whatever I have remaining and then get another water bottle right there. Just take the water when I can. Don't wait till you're thirsty. Um, if you can handle drinking the water, drink the water. And otherwise, that's mostly what I've been doing for food. Nutrition. I'm not doing anything fancy because, one, I've been eating such a basic diet my entire adult life that I don't really know what food goes well with each other. And two, part of my food anxiety from Crohn's is that, like, I like knowing exactly what's in everything I'm eating so that if I do get sick, I can figure it out. Again, I don't get sick from eating anymore, but that's just a... Uh, what's the word? Vestigular, vestigular, whatever. You know the fancy word I'm trying to say. It's a structure that's in place that used to keep me safe, but now keeps me safe from nothing because I can eat it. So I just don't mix things because it's makes it less anxious to eat food, and I don't really need to be anxious about putting food into my body, especially with the quantity that I need to sustain my hiking. So 
that's it. I wish I could tell you about all the fun things I mix and mash together and how I put peanut butter into honey into a pepperoni stick that I then put into a hollowed out summer sausage. Like, no, I'm just eating food because it's calories and I'm just trying to get a, a nice balance of fat and protein and carbohydrates so I can get through the day. So yeah, that's, that's me. Um, basically just feed your body before you realize that it needs the fuel. And if you're like me, that will take care of you. Otherwise, that's all I got for this one. Hope everyone's staying happy and healthy. And if you're at home listening to this, um, be grateful for the fact that you live where there are fridges and grocery stores because, oh my gosh, being able to get food at a moment's notice is, oh, I'm very excited to be back where that exists and the fact that I won't have to carry it on my back. Be well. Bye. Shitwater Fireball, Queen of the Salamanders, and I'm at mile 1452 at Tony's Deli uh, with some friends, uh, Honey Bun and Love Child, who are both mute beside me. Uh, they just consumed some nice sandwiches, and I consumed four hard-boiled eggs uh, because you guessed it. Today we're talking about our diets, <laughs> and I've literally had a hankering for hard-boiled eggs since I left the cult, which I'm not proud of, but sometimes you just gotta give in to your inner urge to become a slithery little snake and just consume eggs upon eggs. Like, eggs are the only thing that doesn't make me nauseous right now, so any chance I get to eat hard-boiled eggs like our scaled friends, I take it. And there's also a road right next to us, so that's the background noise that you're getting. And honestly, hiker hunger, I haven't really been hit by it that much. I mainly, like, my diet has definitely changed in the fact that I don't want to eat anything at all at any time. So I have to force myself to eat these sad little meals of tuna packets and uh, oatmeal and mashed potatoes, which is okay, but you got to find ways to spice them up. So I just load everything up with mayonnaise because it's the only way I can make anything palatable <laughs> these days. Um, it's definitely been a struggle for me to eat for a while. I lost like 20 pounds, but now it's starting to even out. So that's a little better. Um, hydration made a huge difference for my diet. Once I started drinking more, I found that I was actually able to eat more like who would have thought, wow, actually drinking water does have an impact on how much you can eat. But uh, it does, because once I started keeping up with that, then I could actually eat and I wasn't losing a scary amount of weight. And I've also found that when I'm not eating enough, I get really bitchy and angry all the time. And it just feels like the world is ending and things are awful. Um, 
But then when I eat something, everything is great. And I actually really enjoy hiking <laughs> when I'm not hungry. Um, right now, hydration is kind of complicated because apparently until the next town, all the water is like my name, shit water. So we can't really drink any of it unless we have the little iodine tablets, which in my vast knowledge of ultralight backpacking, I neglected to bring because I was like, oh, I'll never need those. I just have my uh, Sawyer water filter and I shouldn't bring extra things because that's redundant. And why would I need two things for one thing that I need to do? Um, but yeah, iodine tablets would have been helpful. <laughs> so we're just going to power through the next, next town. I don't do town uh, like like I don't do the sending yourself boxes things mostly just resupply at gas stations and they have everything I need um I definitely did not expect to be relying on mayonnaise this much but yes um I would sorry I got distracted there for a second but I did wind up eating things I didn't expect I've consumed a lot more mayonnaise packets than I anticipated for a while in the Smokies I was just kind of slurping them down like little white gogurt packets and that was um really tasty honestly every time I did that it just made me think of like a sandwich so it was like a little reminder of the food that I didn't have with me to eat um but right now in New York it's really awesome with the deli blazing so we can just like carry less food than we need to and just kind of rely on these delis which have really really tasty sandwiches um and just really cool people in them but definitely I realized a lot more efficient ways to make and carry food like cliff bars help me a lot when I can choke them down I don't particularly enjoy them but they do give me a lot of energy and plus I just bit the bullet on tortillas I'm like yeah they're heavy and whatever but also I don't want to just eat sad little meat packets straight out of the container and it also made me realize like oh people actually stop for lunch <laughs> when I was first starting I didn't stop for lunch at all which is so dumb but now I finally realized like you know it's nice to stop for lunch and there's no point in crushing those miles like what you're gonna do like two extra miles in the hour that you spend somewhere nice having lunch and you can actually like chill out maybe enjoy a nice lake and distract yourself from the ungodly thing that is your tortilla filled with tuna and mayonnaise and cheetos and trail mix um but yeah that's that's pretty much how my diet has been so hopefully on your through hike if you do through hike you don't experience as much trouble just dissociating at food for hours <laughs> and you find what works for you and you drink a lot of water because that definitely helps Thanks and happy trails. Mmm, delicious. In a notable lack of ramen bomb mentions, my drink remains regrettably full. Join us next time as we near ever closer to the season's terminus. And a special congratulations to our very own Jake Radio Landgriff for his recent summit of Katahdin. 
Those following him on Instagram may already know, but in addition to recently completing his thru-hike, Jake also created his own day-by-day podcast of his time on the Appalachian Trail. I highly recommend giving it a listen, and you can find it at whereisjakeat.com. Great name. Or in his bio in the show notes. Great work, Radio, and to all of our correspondents as they make their way closer and closer to their destination. The next episode will be our last wildcard edition. Y'all know the drill by now, but it will feature all of our correspondents speaking on whatever topic they'd like. For now, I am your host, Moron, and this has been Episode 9 of Trail Correspondence. Until next time, happy trails, y'all.